1: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Mark. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. We're so grateful to have you here on Savvy. You're not only going to share your latest book, B-State, a new roadmap for bold leadership, brave culture, and breakthrough through results. You're going to share how we can build an effective business culture. What might be stopping us from moving to the next level? Are we stuck in an old, outdated culture that's just not serving us and the community? So we're going to go there. Before we go there, just share a little bit with our audience how you came to writing your book. Well,
0: you know, it's amazing because I've been working in this field for, gosh, um, almost 40 years. I mean, I literally started a very long time ago, and I've helped organizations with change and team building and those kinds of things, and very early on discovered that one of the major missing pieces was a true sense and understanding of accountability. And not just just personal accountability, but team accountability and cross-functional accountability, and how do we break down silos through increasing our accountability and alignment for what we want to execute and then it it came to me that if when accountability breaks down it's not breaking down in your strategy it's not breaking down in planning mm-hmm. accountability breaks down in execution mm-hmm. and so the more we can get clear on what does it take to execute mm-hmm. quickly with alignment we can get some very major breakthrough results in a very short period of time but that means we have to align our culture very differently than our previous thinking. Wow. And that means that we have to align our culture to our business, not just to our values. Mm. And so it's it's really about how do you optimize your business results using your culture, which will automatically, if it's done in a sustainable way, will actually automatically give you your highest values but not just as philosophy actually as behaviors
1: wow this is fascinating to me mark i've worked in a number of places as a consultant as an employee and one of the things i got from a lot of places is often this disconnectedness between the different departments between even one department within the department the managers being on a whole (laughs) different page than the employees and and this kind of breakdown when you sit in the room while the you know the the employees will be, All the managers don't hear, and the manager's like, well, my people are, and la, la, la. It's kind of this disconnect where there's kind of a loss of accountability between all sex. Yes. And so this is really fascinating to me. Your book talks about A-state and B-state, A-state being kind of the old way and B-state being the new way to see things. What exactly does that mean?
0: Yes. Here's the trap that most organizations and people, by the way, get into, and that is we think that the only way to improve is to identify the problems that currently exist and fix them. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to offer a different approach. What happens if you identified a future state in which the original problems simply don't exist? So that's why we're getting such fast breakthrough results in both culture and business. We're not trying to solve every problem that they've created up to this point because that's all based on their old mindset, their own paradigm, and their old habits. What we do is we identify what would be ideal in the way we would be serving customers and the way we'd be adapting to change or the way we'd be increasing efficiencies in our future. What would that mean in terms of our roles and how would we function together? And let's get alignment on that. And all of a sudden what you find is All the old problems based on silos, based on competition, based on not sharing information, based on not including each other in decision-making, all goes away. And that speeds up the movement very quickly because you're not trying to deal with all the resistance from the problems you're dealing with. It's actually a creative and somewhat energizing process because everyone's getting alignment from the get-go, which we never did before.
1: Yeah. What I'm getting from this is almost like starting at the end to go backwards. Like, but I, and this is what I see. I've heard of Olympians say, well, when I am going to do whatever I'm about to do, I'm seeing the end result and me finishing it and completing and getting to the finish line. I see the end result and my focus is there. And so that's what yes. I'm getting to me. That's really the mind shift of we're focusing on the end result of where we want to be. What does that look like? And we just go there. We be that now.
0: Now, you said something super important and and very subtle, actually. When you mentioned the athletes, you talked about them in terms of what they would be doing Mm -hmm. at that end state, not the reward of doing it. Mm -hmm. And so many organizations today are so metric oriented. They're only talking about the metric they want in the end state, but not talking at all about what the execution looks like to sustain that metric or even improve upon it.
1: Wow. See, this totally is, missing. Wow. Wow. This is really, really, I, I, I want businesses to really get a hold of this. All businesses out there, ones I've worked with, haven't worked with. I love this idea because one thing I get from employees who say, Hey, I want to come in here. I want to do my best, but I'm not getting the support. And then when they come in, well, we want to do XYZ because we want to make more money. It's like, well, how am I in that picture? Where do I That's play right. a part where I can be in the company and feel like I'm not only adding value, but that I'm also getting value. And I think, Mark, tell me if I'm wrong, that some businesses today, and it's a great function that they have, have added perks like free lunches and massages on Friday. That's nice. But if you don't also make the employees feel like I'm an integral part of your success, all that's for nothing.
0: Well, can you imagine for a moment? That that's how baseball teams or football teams or basketball teams improve themselves. Oh, let's, let's serve lunch to everybody. Let's have ping pong tables. <laughs> at the end of the day, if you don't practice execution, you don't get better at it. And the whole, re- what, is, what is execution? It's actually a series of habits mm. that are collective habits, not just individual habits mm-hmm. that we've worked out together to make the play, to win the game to serve the customer. And if we're not coordinated, and we don't practice what that looks like and how that's gonna function, we're, we're just playing a guessing game. And part of the problem today is we focus so much on the individual, but we don't focus on how the individual is affecting other individuals, or even one department is affecting other, affecting other departments. And that's where the whole game comes in. I mean, can you imagine if a, if a sports team only focused on every individual player and said, "Okay, you're just gonna you practice by yourself, and you practice by yourself, and you practice by yourself," now and let's put we'll them all together. together boom, mess. Right, it would never <laughs> work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I like that you say that because one thing I'm getting, and I mentioned this earlier, is this kind of disconnectiveness. Now you talked earlier about accountability and I hear that thrown about, you know, especially with the management team. If I go in there, I talk to the CEO, the controller, the, you know, the higher management, they'll be like, Oh yes, I want my team to have accountability. But what is missing? How about the accountability from you? And from all the different levels, you know, accountability isn't just, well, I tell my people what to do, and then I hold them accountable. It's really that you're talking about an organizational accountability.
0: Yes. (laughs) I actually look at it as an environment where everybody can count on each other Mm -hmm. for what their role is. And I don't care whether it's an organization or even a family. Mm. See, and that to me is the whole piece about accountability is actually a value Mm-hmm. And it's, an, it's an, a need for execution. It's a competency of execution. And you have that in your family. You have that in your community. We have that in our nation, uh, you know, internationally. And we have that in our organization. Mm-hmm. But everyone has to know what the expectations are. Yes. Everyone has to know what their role is. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to know, how do we each need to support each other so that we all win, that we're all successful, mm-hmm. which is the way that we're going to make the, the whole successful, yeah. the entire organization.
1: I love this. So many places, I think, and so many people get into this, oh, I want to move up. I want to move up. And they forget about, well, I'm in this together. With anything that is great, it's built not by one person, but by a, a group of people. You know, yeah. like they say, Rome wasn't built overnight. Well, it was also not built by one person, eh? So right. what's, inter- <laughs> what's interesting, I started working for a wonderful organization recently that just boggled my mind. I was there day two and I'd gotten a wonderful cup of coffee, um, cappuccino to be exact. And I was like, oh, there's a great <laughs> cappuccino. I set it down on the table. I, pre- I then go to knock it over. It goes everywhere on paperwork. I was like, ah, embarrassed. Well, do you know everyone went to go get towels in, in the meeting room they all went to get towels and they helped me clean it up and they were laughing like oh no big deal but what's interesting is that culture that I got right from being in that environment was we're an environment well oh it's her coffee let's just watch her as she picks it. it was kind of like we're a culture of inclu- real inclusiveness not this you know let's be inclusive but really we are in this together well let's help her yes it's a absolutely mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And, and, and yes, sometimes, you know, sometimes we stay in role. Sometimes we go out of role to support somebody. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is, is that we're all contributing to the best we can. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing that doesn't happen is we don't always address people who just aren't showing up well. They're not showing up in their attitude. They're not showing up in their performance. Mm-hmm. And then we coddle them mm-hmm. rather than address it. And then that puts a burden on everybody else, which then results in burnout.
1: Wow. Mark, now tell me, I've worked in a number of different places, and let's say you have an employee there maybe seven years. She knows how to do her job very, very well, but is slacked off, and and that calling bit has come into play. How do the managers, employees, the company, how do they begin to address it and say, hey, we're not going to call anymore, but we want you to grow? How do they begin to work on that problem?
0: Well, first of all, in a seven-year period, (laughs) the one thing that's, that's also changed is expectations. Mm-hmm. because organizations can't, they can't stay status quo. They have to evolve to higher and higher levels. Mm-hmm. And we don't properly prepare individuals for that, um, for that game of continuous improvement, not just continuous improvement in terms of processes, but continuous improvement in terms of your personal and professional growth. Mm-hmm. And we have to do a better job of preparing people, but then we also have to make sure that we keep articulating what are the external drivers that are forcing us to improve our expectations or increase our expectations. Because we're not doing it just for the sake of doing it. We're doing it because of increased competition. Mm -hmm. Customer needs are changing dramatically in terms of their expectations. Technology is changing, which means we have to adapt to keep up. There's all these pressures, sometimes regulatory, all these pressures. And those relate translate to, oh, we have to step up but yeah. we're never told that we're just told to step up or we're not told in any of those, but we're held accountable for not performing. So mm. first of all, we've got to tell the story. Then we've got to set the expectation. And then we have to help people develop and modify what their abilities are and really make it exciting to learn, make it exciting to grow. Mm -hmm. Not just the, oh, we have to, but, you know, it's really tapping into when we were five and six years old. When you think about it, any five or six-year-old loved change. They loved growing. They loved trying new things, and they didn't care. They just loved doing it. It was very natural. And the one difference is there was no judgment for doing it wrong. So we... Mm -hmm. that yes and we have to develop that kind of environment in our organizations which makes it exciting to learn exciting to grow and tap back into Mm -hmm. our original state as human beings to continually evolve ourselves that's the that's the real truth we all are evolving as parents Mm -hmm. as people in our communities in our organizations
1: wow i I really really love this mark because i've Recently, a friend of mine has moved to a new organization where she's learning a whole nother business, new system. She's like, I'm so invigorated going into work because I'm learning all these new things as opposed to the company I was just talking about where the person's there seven years, things have vastly changed. They're expecting more out of you, not telling you or giving you the tools to do it, but just telling you, boom, make it happen. And then when I talk to the employee, she's like, well, I don't get paid more enough to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, it's because of the culture they've built. That's right. So, how do they get to the point where what am I missing? What are the tools I'm missing to get us to a B state? Where do they begin to see where they might be off?
0: Well, the first thing right off the bat is you got to define what your B state picture of success is. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, we not just where we want to go in terms of our metric results, Mm -hmm. profitability or quality or whatever, but what does it look like in our organization when we're actually operating at that higher level? And what would that mean for leadership at different levels? What would that mean for individual contributors? What kind of environment have we created? What does all that look like? Because too often, if you don't have a picture of what that, what that outcome is, mm-hmm. then you can't really um, move towards it. You're going to be just stuck in the way you've already done things. Mm-hmm. So the first step is doing that. The second step is identifying a few very key habits that we all need to change. And, and really look at what does it mean to change those habits that, that's collective. That might be how we make decisions with greater inclusion. It might be how we become more open and transparent with information sharing. It might be how we surface and solve problems completely different. It might even mean moving from meetings that you go to that are always just sharing information and hearing presentations to actually surfacing problems and solving them there. Mm-hmm. What, what a change that would make. <laughs> but you take those few things and you start moving on it. And then you look at what's my role and how do I fit in mm-hmm. to that future state? and What do I need to do differently? And we help people do that. And, and to me, if you were to do those three things, boy, it would, take, it would go a long way. And the, the key is that picture of success has to be repeated over and over. It's not the one time, share it, everybody gets it. No, no, no. It's the reference point for making decisions. It's the reference point for solving a problem. It's the reference point for um, how do we share information more effectively. It's, it's the reference point for teamwork. It's not, we're not doing it because of a book. We're not doing it because of some consultant. We're doing it because this is where we want to be in the future, and this is what it means for us to operate in a way that's consistent with that.
1: I love this, Mark. Well, I really h- hope that businesses out there listen carefully, take heed, get your book. How can they do that? How can they get your book, work with you, if, you know, if they so feel like it's a great thing for their business? How can they do that?
0: Well, it's really simple. First of all, you can find my book, State on Amazon.com. You can also uh, get a uh, discount if you go to our website, www.beestate.com. Real simple. And it's a way to get in touch with us. We also have a lot of uh, videos and different blogs and things like that, that we're always putting out for, you know, both clients and, and, and interested people that can learn about this as well. And it's all free on, on the website.
1: Wow. Well, this has been fascinating. I really hope uh, that everyone listens and go there today, get a copy of your book, B-State. Get your business out of the A-State, get to B-State so you can really grow to your fullest potential. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming today to share your great wisdom on savvy broadcasting.
0: Thank you, Christina.
1: If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a good day. The demand for
0: healthcare professionals who deliver both comfort and critical care is growing. FindNursingSchools.com connected me with an accelerated bachelor's of nursing degree program in my area with expanded capacity so I could complete the program in 16 months. Now I'm on the path to an in-demand career that offers job stability, flexible schedules, competitive pay, and the choice of where to work. Visit FindNursingSchools.com to begin your journey today.
1: You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line... It's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.